Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Now I'd like to pick up from where we left off last week, which was about that uh, conversation I was sharing with you with the finance graduate who had asked on how they will make a difference in accounting and finance and how they were moving into a pricing role as the next part of their, their development program rotation. Uh, we discussed about the constructing and reporting and analyzing activities that we've been doing for thousands of years and We've gotten quite good at them, and they're the ones that allow us to go and preserve value for organizations. But then there's other relative value and differences we can make that are actually higher than those. And what's, um, what's been happening there is that our organizations um, and their operating environments have been changing at such an increasingly faster rate, an accelerating rate. And those rates of change have not been in a linear fashion. Uh, like maybe a lot of our budget assumptions or our planning scenarios or, or whatever like that, a lot of the change has been non-linear and in some cases exponential. And, you know, some of the triggers of that change are, are tighter regulations, more competition, more opportunities, uh, because the world is becoming more globalized. Uh, you know, they say borders are becoming less, less apparent in some areas, more apparent in others. There's new de uh, uh, developing business models. Societies are increasingly raising concerns around climate change. And we've not even mentioned the rate of technological change yet. If you, if you subscribe to Moore's Law, uh, that, uh, that technology you know, doubles in performance every 18 months, then that in effect means technology increases 10x every five years. And that's why sort of technological adv advancements, particularly during the latest industrial revolutions, have really helped us go after higher levels of value and ways we can make a difference in finance. And if we continue with the diagram we were sharing last week, you know, we'd got the sort of uh, CRA relative values from construct, report, analyze. The next level beyond that is actually F to follow. And that's really to signify what's, what's happening now, following it more closely. Um, it's, it's akin to that real-time self-service analysis, like having a financial CCTV system with multiple cameras pointing into organizations, giving us multiple points of view of our environment internally and sometimes externally with the way data works. And with these modern data visualization tools, we can actually build on the value from what we were able to track previously in the analysis stage and indicate and learn about areas that we should be continually focusing on right now as things are happening at the moment to deliver the right insights to the right people at the right time. And these sort of self-service surveillance systems and dashboards, they can, they can visualize relevant variations on a continuous basis. You know, decision makers, if we set them up in the right way, they can drill down into identifying their causes uh, and this type of reporting enables faster decision-making and sometimes, you know, speed to decision is a key competitive or comparative advantage. Um, I mean, in the pricing world that, again, this graduate was going into, we were leveraging analytics um, like the historic ones around EPOS, electric point-to-sales, EPMs, the improved networking, storage, compute technologies that we have to see what's going on right down perhaps to the second and allows us to respond much faster to make decisions as events are evolving. But, you know, that is still quite reactive uh, following, you know, that, that sort of level of value and, and making a difference. And it's still backward looking at events after they've happened. 
So we actually have a, an opportunity to make an even bigger impact and take all those learnings and you know, help decision makers proactively target their resources to head off adverse events or even capture opportunities as they're evolving in their own arenas. And more and more finance professionals are being asked to help answer the question, you know, what might happen? What's the implications of all this? What does it all mean? And that's where you see a lot more finance professionals and accountants leveraging tools or employing predictive analytics, uh, scenario planning, and, and doing what ifs on, on even on spreadsheets. Excel has got a great goal seek, what if type uh, creation, and data tables are an often very underused uh, tool within Excel. And all of these um, the methods, tools, uh, give us an opportunity to deliver a bigger difference to decision makers. Uh, and as, you know, by translating, what does it all mean for them? And uh, if we keep going through these follow and translate uh, value stages, what we're essentially doing then by doing that is we've moved our ability as accountants and finance professionals to move beyond just simply preserving value and safeguarding value and assets and so on to actually going out and creating value in our organizations. And we're doing that by applying our ability to interpret trends, provide actual insights to the business leaders about what those trends might mean for them, as well as you know, perhaps position some ideas and options with them so they can you know, determine how to choose over the short, medium, and long terms. And you, know, you only have to look at, say, in the pricing world, those sort of um, what airlines are doing with their yield management systems. And they're adjusting prices on a real-time basis to optimize the value on a given route, uh, creating value for their organizations. And some of you might be thinking, listening and thinking, well, you know, do we actually have a credible claim to provide all this information for our decision makers, particularly in this digital age with you know, other teams being able to self-service themselves with information, ops and IT and so on. But remember this, we do have an enterprise-wide overview of what's going on. We've been trained in the required skills. You know, a lot of that's maybe better communication skills to deal with internal, external stakeholders. We can help the decision makers in assembling and analyzing the data, certifying that it's consistent and accurate, and identify with them suitable ways to improve performance and make better decisions. You know, and that'll help us gain a seat at the table. You know, if we've delivered valued insights, that is, to tell the business something that it both does not know and when known could influence and change a decision. That allows us, that seat at the table allows us to go and create a bigger difference than just simply creating value. And this is what world-class finance professionals and finance teams are doing. This is what we learn about on the Strength in the Numbers show. They've not simply stopped their creating value. Now, what they've actually done is that they're also helping their decision makers go out and start to capture that value. And that next level of value comes from facilitating and coaching decision makers to help them evolve, which we capture by the letter E, an answer around what can be done. What's the next best decision? And it's really like a brokering and a facilitation process around insights between decision makers um, that we can also contribute our overview and, and professional and objectivity to as part of these collaborative conversations. And that actually enhances the quality of the decision-making process. And again, it's that data orientation that we have, the quantitative skills to engage in quantifying and qualifying uh, new data sources and estimate their value to the organization 
the techniques that some finance professionals are using. You might have heard of them like pre-mortems, which can help figure out what things can happen to a decision to make it turn out to be less than optimal or bad or complete failure. And in advance, then put in the appropriate risk management strategy to limit the impacts of those. Or you know, alternatively, take out insurance to, to eliminate uh, the impact on the organization from the worst bits. And then also, you know, this stage allows us to demonstrate foresight. That is the, the reliable prediction of the future because insights you know, on their own only influence decisions. Foresight actually starts to impact those decisions. You know, insights is about knowledge on the past, whereas foresights is about the future, all things being equal, of course. And there we'll bring sort of part two of this conversation to a close and we'll go through the final part next week. But thinking about the future, that's why we bring the guest mentors onto the Strength in the Number show so that they can share with you what's been working historically, those insights, where they've influenced decisions, but also give you ideas on how you can start developing foresight with your business partners, stakeholders, decision makers, so that not only you get the seat at the table, but you get to keep it and you're driving the future agenda of your organization, making that difference that the graduate who come to see me was actually looking to understand how do we go and do that. And it's quite simple the place to start is start sharing our stories with each other. And that's why the show becomes so popular uh, around the world uh, in over 150 countries now. And again, if you do sort of found this episode useful, please remember to share it with your friends and colleagues on all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Spotify. And we really appreciate you investing your time with us today. So until next time, take care of yourselves and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers.